You are listening to the Robner Sherwood podcast, season three, episode nine, Adam Bell. Hello, everybody. My name is Sietse Wilman, and I am very happy that you have tuned in to my podcast. Um, and what I do here is I talk about uh, Robin of Sherwood, the wonderful TV series from the 1980s. And today I'm joined by Gary Rhodes. So Gary, welcome back to the show. It's great to be back again. It seems like ages since we did the last one. Yeah, it's, so, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how, have you, how have you been doing? I've been pretty good. I've been busy. So that's always a good thing. <laughs> So it's been a, it's been an interesting month uh, for me because um, first of all um, the newest uh, Avengers movie got released this week Endgame, which I really really love. It's like the combination of uh, 21 previous movies I think and 11 years building up to the to the climax, which was really uh, really awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, did, did you see it as well or? Yeah, I saw it last Friday. Okay. Did you like it? I had to wait. Yeah, I had to wait two extra days before I could see it. It was it was quite torturous, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was great, amazing film, and amazing that they got to that point. I mean, twenty-two films is pretty impressive. So it was a nice uh, ending of that uh, chapter. Yeah, t- totally agree. And then, and then also um, the latest latest season of Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, Got released, so I'm I'm a big fan of that as well. Yeah, that's pretty uh, spectacular that's too. So yeah, and and also uh, Ajax made it to the semi-finals of the Champions League. So there's been a lot of um, entertainment for me this month. Yeah, you've you've been busy. Yeah, pretty stimulating. Watching very cool stuff on the on the screen. Um, but I thought, well, what what, be, what better way to cap it off than by uh, uh, rewatching. Um, Robin Sherwood and uh, talking about it and do another uh, yeah. another podcast. So uh, here we are. And amazingly, Robin is thirty five years old today. Is he? Yeah. Oh wow! It was this this day back in eighty four that it first aired in the UK. Oh, that's great. Which is pretty scary to think about, <laughs> but it's so fantastic that we're still here. Yeah, that's that's true. We're still talking about it. After 26 episodes, that's all they did, and we're still discussing it. So I yeah. think they did something right. Oh, absolutely, and and some things a bit less right, but uh, we we talk about it as well. And uh, uh, luckily today we get to talk about a very strong, solid episode, in my opinion, which is um, yeah. Adam Bell. Um, we see some soldiers kicking in a door. Uh, Chase, after much, was taking care of somebody uh, behind that door. And uh, in the end, he gets surrounded and overpowered by the soldiers. Um, I was watching this and I thought it's kind of ridiculous how they're all jumping him uh, in the end. I don't know if you've uh, seen it as well. Because I've not seen this one for a while, I thought it was a great action scene, you know. And it was kind of like when they uh, catch Scholar in Greatest Enemy, they kind of surround him and crush him with the shields. True, but, so that's, but that, that, that's Scarlet, and this is much, and I thought, well, it's a bit, um, they're overdoing it a bit by like, having 10 soldiers jump jump in uh, on him. But well, I don't know what the crime rates were in Nottingham back then, but I guess if you're a god, you need something to do. And Yeah, true. I guess they were fairly annoyed at these outlaws by that time, so if they caught one, there was probably going to be some uh, pre- police brutality involved. Yeah. Somewhere, <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, but um, yeah, but you're totally right. It's a nice um, action-packed opening of the of the episode. Uh, it's it's a very short one as well because after this uh, happened, um, the tune starts. Yeah, and uh, then in the first scene after that, we learn that uh, the sheriff has a visitor. He's playing chess with his uh, nephew Martin, um, yeah. a boy who will turn eleven the very next day, and. Um, he says that perhaps Martin can become the next sheriff. Uh, see Gisborne uh, making a face, uh, signaling, <coughs> signaling that uh, he doesn't really like that comment. Apparently, he has uh, ambitions uh, to become the next sheriff uh, himself. 
Yeah, that, well, that would have been interesting to see. Yeah. They did discuss that at one of the first conventions, I think, and that Kip was considering Gisborne to be a sheriff. Maybe not the sheriff of Nottingham, but a sheriff. So they might have gone in that direction. So his uh, reaction was pure Gisborne so hmm. in the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, well, they have an interesting dynamic, I think, in a weird way. Gisborne is jealous of Martin as well. Yeah. You know, getting the attention oh, yeah. of the sheriff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the sheriff got Gisborne for his birthday, but he would probably have appreciated the hanging more than Martin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, then again, uh, Martin seems to look forward to it as well. Uh, I mean, yeah. the, the soldiers, they bring in much um, who's slightly wounded and he's in chains. And um, uh, like you said, uh, the sheriff um, decides to hang much uh, the next day as a birthday present for Martin. Yeah. I mean, I would say he's a man. I'm not much good at buying presents either. So it's probably um, the kind of thing the sheriff would do. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, also, they only brought in uh, March just to, to for this moment because he's uh, been dragged out immediately after that. And then uh, uh, Martin makes another move on the chessboard and he says, uh, checkmate. And there's an interesting moment where the, the sheriff wants to slap him for it. But... Uh, yeah. He, he doesn't, he just... Uh, Rubbles his hair, yeah. Yeah, rubs on his hair, I, yeah. I love the idea of Martin, and I wish they'd introduced him before, so we could see an in a side of the sheriff that we'd not seen before. Yeah, but because it, he actually seems to be a bit fond of Martin, doesn't he? Yeah, that could have that could have done a lot of stories around that, I think. Uh, so then we cut to uh, Sherwood Forest, where John is taking care of his beard. And, uh, is it th this point? I believe it's a false beard. Is it? And it's a very I short, so. short beard. And suddenly he has a hairpiece on which they christened uh, Doug the Rogue. <laughs> at this point, which he hated wearing, apparently. Yeah. I hated that thing. It was because his hair was really short at that point. It was the, one of the first ones they filmed. So they gave him this horrible wig. Where, yeah. so I think um, Clive is a little bit self-conscious in these scenes. Yeah, well, I, I, I would have been uh, self-conscious if I had to wear a wig like that, but uh, yeah, he pulls it off though somehow. Yeah, kind of. Not literally. <laughs> well, he would have done that later, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, while John is taking care of his beard, um, Robin expresses his worries about much, and then John tells Robin about Adam Bell. A guy who apparently went north, but now uh, returned to the area. And then he says, uh, uh, they say 20 years ago, he was just like you are now. And that's basically, I think, the most important line uh, this far, because it's, that's like the theme of the, of the episode. Yeah. I mean, this, this one has a lot of depth to it, I think. It's a really solid uh, story, as we'll discover as we go along. Yeah. Talk about uh, that later. Uh, also, things are uh, uh, moving pretty pretty fast because in the very next scene we get to see Adam Bell uh, walking around in a village, uh, eating an apple, uh, looking tough, and um, one of his men uh, one of his men uh, causes a distraction, and then they uh, kidnap Martin, who was just introduced to us, has already already been snatched away from the sheriff, and uh, on his departure he throws a dagger with a letter for the sheriff. And when the Reno reads it, we learn what Adam Bell wants. 100 gold marks uh, within three days or the boy dies. Yeah, he is very to the point. Yeah, he is. Quite literally. Yeah. So, well, so we can already see, you know, uh, uh, the storyline uh, becoming pretty clear. Um, the sheriff explains to Gisborne why he has to pay uh, that money. Uh, because it turns out he has an, uh, another brother except uh, for uh, apart from Hugo. Uh, Edward, who was a good, honest guy. So clearly I despised him, the sheriff says. And um, Edward died in the Crusades and made the sheriff uh, Martin's guardian. And along with it, he got a big piece of land as long as he has the boy. There's, there's, some, there's some terrible parenting skills on show in this uh, episode, I have to say. Yeah. And yeah, also, we, we've never heard of, of the third Dureno brother before, have we? Yeah, well, Hugo must be especially bad if 
if he trusts uh, Martin to rob it. Yeah. But, well, there you go. If you had to pick between the, uh, you had to choose between the two of them, uh, Hugo or uh, Robert Reno, to uh, to take care of your child, uh, your child, who would you pick? I'd seriously consider uh, foster parents. <laughs> it would, there would be a, there's had to be a third option here. Um, Baron de Belém is your third option. Well, he might actually be pretty good, you know. Yeah, having like a another um, side of him. Yeah, he, um, he has a nice house, plenty of money. True. Hobbies. True. He's uh, he's it's happening at Castle de Belém. Yeah. So he has two two women following him around. Yeah. Perfectly sane women. Yeah, but still, it's more than de Rino. That's that that's true. Um, <laughs> so um. Then we uh, see how uh, Adam Bell and his men uh, set up a camp and they've tied Martin to a tree. Uh, yeah. Adam seems drunk and is bragging to his man, this is my land, this is where I made my name and now I'm back. And then he, uh, he shoots an arrow in a wineskin, he has hung up a, a tree, so the wine pours all over Martin's face. Yeah. I, I think this is a, um, a moment where we get to see the similarities and the differences between uh, Robin and Adam. Would you agree? Oh yeah. I mean, you're seeing, I think what you're seeing is a real mercenary outlaw, which we've never really had before. We had those guys in King's Fool at the start, but we never really got to know them. Robin and the outlaws just killed them, and I think there's this whole story there that could have been done about who these rival bands are, but here we actually see it. And I think it's great, and it's also a fascinating study of how to traumatize a child. <laughs> this, they kidnap him, tie him to the tree and cover him in wine. Yeah, but, but and, I, I meant also the, the way he does it, by shooting an arrow, which is like a, a bit of a trademark move for, uh, for Robin Hood, oh, yeah. of course, but only in a cruel uh, way. Yeah, he, d he doesn't mess around. He's kind of, yeah, he's just... Yeah, he's just a great um, antagonist at this point. Yeah, he really is a great character. Yeah, true. And also, I think uh, the way uh, Brian Marshall, the actor, uh, uh, portrays him is very, very strong, very believable as well. Yeah, it's it's a good uh, portrayal. It's a great, great performance. I think, as I recall, he'd also done a bit of work on Dick Turpin as well. I think he was in that, playing a similar type of character actually now that I think about it if I'm remembering correctly someone who kidnaps a child oh really interesting <laughs> I, so oh. <laughs> I might be wrong and people might correct yeah, maybe, me maybe it's what he does best right yeah I mean it's a typecast but he's damn well good at it so yeah, yeah it's yeah, fine absolutely um, and then we see um, the real Robin he wants to go uh, to Nottingham uh, to find out what happened to much uh, yeah. But the others stop him because uh, they say it's too dangerous and apparently now they think there's absolutely no way uh, to get out of the castle alive, stuff like that. Yeah. And then something weird happens, a Tuck decides to go and yeah. I thought, well, this why would it be less dangerous for him? It, it struck me out as well because you're sending the most recognizable outlaw to Nottingham. Mm. You, can't, you can't mistake Tuck for anyone else. No, and he's not um, in disguise or anything, he's just walking around? No, oh, that's what I mean. I mean, he's extremely recognizable, even in, like, a hood. If you just send someone else and, say, put, like, different clothes on and hood up, you'll do fine. Yeah. But Tuck, you know him anywhere. So it's kind of a funny uh, idea to me. Yeah. To and him. also, he wouldn't be the best at um, making a quick getaway if, if he's being caught or anything? No. I don't suppose well, he's the fastest runner uh, of the bunch? He's, uh, no, it's <laughs> just an unusual choice, I will say. But um, um, there's another uh, unusual uh, comment uh, on its way, I think, um, because the sheriff uh, wants to find Adam Bell to get uh, the boy back. Yeah. And he says um, he needs somebody who's outside the law and knows the forest. Well, knowing the forest, I can get into that. 
but why does he need somebody outside of the law? Mm, I don't know. I mean, he must have a bunch of foresters who who also know the forest. So yeah. I guess I think it's just one of those little mistakes in writing. There's a couple of those in this episode yeah. where you think, oh, why did he say that? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, well, maybe it's it's just because he doesn't really uh, trust Gisburn to to complete the task, something like that. Because uh, I'm in the same conversation, he, he lashes out at Gisburn again. You know, that's yeah. the trouble of Gisburn. You thought you never think. I assume what it is is. Of course, if Adam Bell sees a soldier of any kind, he's likely to kill Martin and run off. Yeah. So they need someone who can um, get close enough to him. Yeah, well, that's true. That's I'm guessing. It makes sense, but then, yeah, please say that Maybe. instead of I need somebody outside of the law. Yeah. Just, um, just a little thing I, I, I noticed. It's not really, not really uh, important, I think. Um, yeah. Because the important thing is uh, the sheriff wants Robin to save Martin so he can trade yeah. um, Martin for much and then everybody um, can get on with their lives. Objective um, number one. Yeah, so he sends uh, Gisburn to much his grandfather. So, uh, yeah, and they kick in the door again. Yeah, poor door. Poor door. I, yeah. I, they have some kind of insurance. That's all I can say. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe they should spend uh, all the money on health insurance because uh, uh, Marcy's grandfather is very ill, I believe. So, or maybe just put up a sign, but please don't yeah, kick in the knock. door. Just please. knock. I'll, I'll open. <laughs> I'll <Yeah>. answer. <laughs> well, and then what what happens is we see a talk uh, walking around in Nottingham, talking to people. Like you said, uh, he's very recognizable, but he doesn't get into trouble. And when yeah. he returns to the camp, uh, the others are arguing about a plan to save much. Um, and then um, Tuck uh, informs them about the message Gisburn wanted Matthew, um, Grandfather Matthew, which is much his grandfather, to pass on to Robin, that Robin needs to meet him the next morning at the old uh, ruined abbey of St. Margaret's. I thought it was That's a bit of strange um, maneuvers to pass on that information, because Gisburn goes to the grandfather and tells the grandfather to take a walk in the forest, and Tuck is walking around Nottingham and somehow then he knows about the invitation, something like that? I always interpreted it as um, Tuck goes to the grandfather and the grandfather tells him. Yeah, we, we don't see that. But, but then, no, we don't see it. But then at some point I had it in my head that Tuck goes to the grandfather's while Gisborne's there and Gisborne tells him directly. I don't know why I got that impression. Yeah. Well, we but just it, skipped, uh, uh, skipped over a couple of steps, so we have to fill it yeah. in by ourselves. Yeah. Took returns. Yeah. To yeah. Um, well, the the important thing is that uh, Robin knows that the sheriff uh, wants to meet up with him um, the next morning, and of course they all think it's a trap. Um, but hey, if they want to save much, uh, Robin has to go anyway. Yeah. And next up yeah. is a is a wonderful shot of the sheriff riding through the ruins. Yeah, uh, I really funny. like the picture with the dark dark clouds in the skies and and, and stuff like that. There's some beautiful uh, visuals in this uh, episode. I yeah. think they really got the look though. Yeah, I, I, I talked a bit about it with Steph uh, last time. It's it's great that they have shot some of the episodes in the in the winter. Um, so we get a bit of a change of scenery, and atmosphere, and in, in the weather. Yeah, well, they really got the most out of these uh, locations. Yeah. They really did, and really made something that's still a wonder to behold sometimes. Yeah. You know, it really does look look great. I love Absolutely. It. It's, it's, it's a great place for uh, Robin and the Sheriff to meet. And, uh, and they do, and Nazir, John, and Will are uh, watching the meeting from a distance. Yeah. And the um, Reno sums up the deal in his own uh, subtle way. By saying your half wit for my bread, uh, yep. bread. I mean, <laughs> bread. Oh, whatever. Uh, I, I did find it funny that the outlaws—they're watching the meeting, but none of them bring any bows. You know? No, didn't they have any bows on them? No, they just kind of unarmed. And I'm kind of thinking, guys, if something goes down, you need to be able to shoot. 
you know. Yeah. A bit of bit of forward thinking. I mean, we have said this before that the strategizing of the outlaws is sometimes um, lacking yeah. in some episodes in some sequences. Yeah. But, but there you go. I just yeah. thought it was funny. Well, luckily, it's it's not a trap, and the sheriff just wants to strike a deal with with, with Robin, so they don't need. Uh, to fight um, at this point uh, anyway um, so so they, they, they strike a deal um, the others are not too happy with this um, but obviously it has to be done for much um, John uh, says uh, Robin Hood working for the sheriff of Nottingham um, I think I've heard everything now he says something like that um, here's a bit of a problem I think with the messy sequencing of the episodes in the third season because we have already seen what's been going on in the episode The Sheriff of Nottingham, where yeah. they collaborate as well. I always guess that Adam Bell, the episode, went um, sometime after Power of Albion. You know, that it was a very early story. Hmm. I don't know, it just seemed to play better in my mind at that point. But yeah. again, you, you can run into problems with the sequences. It just, it, as a series, it as a whole, it doesn't always hang together in terms of relationships and the timeline. Yeah. Well, I think it's, in some ways it would make sense to have uh, Adam Bell on earlier in the season. But then again, if you look at the theme of the episode, and, and well, we get to that later, but Robin uh, doubting if he's not just like Adam Bell or becoming him, something like that, I think that makes more sense if he's been doing it, the whole ongoing Robin Hoody thing. Or a, a bit longer. I mean, if you yeah. just took on the mantle and then he already starts doubting. Difficult to say. It depends how long um, they've been in the forest. I mean, if it, there's some people saying maybe it runs over two winters, you know, series three. In which case, it's fine to move the episode to like the second winter. Yeah. And it might well work better there. And I always have the feeling with this episode that it would have worked better with Michael Prade's uh, Robin Hood. It was probably written with that in mind, to be honest. Yeah. Or at least before someone was cast. I mean, it. yeah, it is... You can argue both ways. It might have worked better. There's nothing in it that says it wouldn't that I can think of. No, it, uh, it's just like the... the it's just a feeling I'm having. I mean, just the way yeah. um, Robert of Loxley, um, you know, fulfilled his role and, and the way he would come across being more of a strong leader. But I think you're pro I think you're right. I think it would work as a Loxley episode extremely and I, well. And I think this is the only one. I mean, all the other uh, Robert yeah. of Huntington episodes, yeah, I feel like they're really... Um, Jason Connery's episodes, but this one... Yeah, it could go either way. Yeah, true. Yeah, but it, I mean, it, it works nicely as it is. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, it's I, I really, really like this one. It's fun to though. Yeah, and it how would be fun if, uh, if we could yeah. have that, but uh, there's no way. We can only imagine, it, uh, I suppose. Yeah, but it's fun to speculate. Uh, sure. Um, maybe we can make a poll out of it. I mean, um, anybody yeah. listening uh, to this, uh, please let us know how you feel about it. Uh, would uh, the episode Adam Bell be better off with uh, Michael Prates, Robin Hood, or uh, do you like it better the way it has been done with Robert of Huntingdon um, and Adam Bell? So um, if you have an opinion on this, uh, please just send us an email on Sherwoodpodcast at gmail.com or um, maybe look on our Facebook page and leave a note there. I might even uh, put up a poll there just to uh, just to see if I'm the only one who has this feeling or uh, or that it's uh, several people who uh, would agree with me. Um, right, that being said, um, back in Nottingham, Nottingham Castle, Lady Isabel, the mother of Martin, um, storms in to confront the sheriff. And... Um, I really like this this scene, so that's why I chose it to highlight it um, in the in the in the podcast. So we're gonna have to uh, gonna have a listen to it. Oh my God! How could Edward have trusted a man like you? I saw you for what you were the moment I set eyes on you. Oh, but he wouldn't listen. You were his brother, and that was all that mattered to him. 
Do you know that until the moment he died, he would never hear a word said against you? Have you quite finished? Edward was everything that you aren't. He still is. He's dead. Yes. And if he were alive, my son would still be here. Your husband made me the boy's guardian. He was a fool to trust you. I've looked after him. Looked after him? You've looked after his money. You've turned him into your own creature. In the two years he's been in this castle, he's changed. Martin was a kind, gentle boy once. Now, I hardly recognize him. He doesn't laugh anymore, except at things that would make an ordinary boy sick. He's a bully, a tyrant, just like his favorite uncle. Oh, you flatter me. Just remember this, Robert de Reynaud. You have no legal right to Martin, not while I'm alive. Martin stays here because he wants to. But one day he'll wake up to you. One day he'll see you for what you really are. And when that happens, you'll never see him again. So that was it. Um, yeah, I really like this scene because there's uh, finally a woman who dares to stand up to the sheriff. We don't uh, get to see that very much. And uh, also she points out what a bad influence the sheriff has on Martin. Um, and the Reno actually seemed uh, some sort of pleased to hear that. Because like you said, he, he, he's kind of fond of the boy as well, but he's having a very bad influence on him at the same time. And um, Yeah, I, I really like this scene as well. I think if, I mean, I know it's been said before, but if there's one thing that Robin Sherwood is lacking, it's a lot of female characters that are strong. And I think uh, Lady Isabel is a great character. She's, she's one of the few that does uh, stand up to him and gives yeah. him a real uh, peace of her mind. Yeah, that's, that's so, yeah, great to see. Also, I like the, the look on the sheriff's face in the end of the scene, um, where I think you can see that he's seriously considering to murder Isabel to get all the, all the land for himself. Yeah, At least she, that's my interpretation of it. classic uh, mistake of saying, not while I'm alive. Yeah. And you think you never say that to Robert de Rhino. This is <laughs> yeah. one of the worst mistakes you can make. Yeah, true. But it, it is a great scene. And it has a lot, a lot in it. It's also quite funny as well, in parts. Um, so yeah, I really like that scene as well. It's a good one. But there's a great shot of the sheriff and he's sitting in his chair. And it has like this sort of... Um, circular piece behind it and it makes it look like a halo like yeah. he's a saint gotcha. <laughs> i thought that was a great uh, shot i don't know if they did that on purpose i think so i thought that was funny yeah it, it is um and there's another great scene uh, coming up um, because at the same time uh, robin and his friends uh, go to a tavern to look for adam bell and um when they see some men entering the bar uh, will recognizes one of them he doesn't really uh, know who he is yeah, just yet and then uh, Robin goes in alone and uh, soon he gets into a fight with Adam's men and a guy named Moth wants to kill him but then uh, Adam Bell steps forward to stop him and uh, they have a very interesting conversation and um, that's the moment you chose to highlight from this episode so we're gonna have a listen to that as well <sighs> Robin Hood Adam Bell. I knew it had to be you the way you fought. Oh, it took me back 30 years. It was destiny, you know, us meeting. It was bound to happen, you and me. I came looking for you. I'm glad you found me. Robin Hood. Even when I was far up in the north of England, they talked of you. Wolf said, Robin Hood and the Sheriff of Nottingham, all the stories. You've become the people's hero. 
I've heard a lot about you too. Have you? Have you, by God? Well, you've overshadowed me. I'm getting old, I may retire soon, my bones are beginning to feel the damp, but together. Together? Aye. You'll give me new life, I'll give you experience. Oh, it'll be like the old days. We'll make history, you and me. Together we'll be unstoppable. No. But you came looking for me. I want the boy. The boy? <laughs> You're not being serious. What has that little brat got to do with anything? I want him back. Yep, I really love this moment. I think it's um, such a nice scene and it's about the legend of Robin Hood and how it's spread across the land and you really get that sense of how famous he is as a character. And I love the way it's played from Adam Bell's side, this pure admiration for Robin and what he's achieved, but at the same time not really understanding it and what he's trying to do. So it's really this clash of like ideals of yeah, what, is. yeah, what you can and can't do. I mean, you have Robin and he's trying to make a difference in people's lives, and Adam Bell just wants the money. Yeah, but at the same but, time, he thinks they're um, they're of the same breed. Yeah. So he wants yeah. to team up. You know, you, you, I have the experience. Uh, something like that. He yeah. says. Uh, Adam really doesn't understand um, why they can't team up and he's really angry and, and, and yeah. frustrated about it, uh, calling he, Robin a hypocrite, saying that he's nothing, and then he, he storms off. Yeah, he just doesn't get it. And I, I love Moth as well, because Moth, to me, he is, he is like a young psychotic Bilotti, if you know who that is. You, a lot no, of people no, who no, live no. in the UK will know who that is. But, like, um, he's basically a comedy star, and you have this moth character who kind of reminds me of him. And once I realized that, it was hard to take moth uh, seriously. Yeah, can, but, can uh, imagine. Yeah, you, if you don't know who Bill Audi is, you'll have to Google it. Yeah. And maybe see what I mean. I'll, I'll look him up. Yeah, um. <laughs> it just struck me funny. Now, um, we've also learned that uh, outside the, uh, the tavern, uh, Nazir has made some sort of mark on one of their uh, horses, um, yeah. so they can easily uh, follow the tracks. And also, um, Will suddenly remembers uh, Moth. I mean, uh, he must know that actor uh, you just mentioned as well, because yeah. uh, he says, ah, I know you from the comedy uh, thing. Clearly not a fan. <laughs> no. Um, now, um, in a flashback, we see uh, Will and Moth uh, as soldiers um, fighting against the French. And um, they're in a fight in a burning building. And um, then there's a nice um, a camera move because uh, uh, the image goes from the flames in the building to a campfire in Sherwood Forest. Yeah. So it's really smooth editing. And then yeah. uh, Will tells the others how uh, Moth left him to die that day. That was pretty, yep. pretty interesting. I really love the line that Marion has where she says, I didn't know you fought the French, and Will says, I just don't like to talk about it, which is a uh, script writing form for, I just thought of this and put it in. Yeah. In the series. But it is a nice um, scene between them. And this struck me kind of odd, but are they kind of using Took as a pillow there? Oh, really? Oh. I get. I, I was looking at it and thinking, I can't quite tell, but it looks like they've got Tuck to lie down and they're kind of resting against him, which is, yeah, monks have a thousand uses, I guess. Yeah, and uh, also, if I had to pick uh, one of the Marys to use as a pillow, I would definitely would go you? for Tuck, so. Well, I guess if you live in the forest, you can't be too picky about furniture. <laughs> no. You want that. something that's comfy and portable, you've yeah. got Tuck. Well, not too portable, but... Uh... It cooks, it fights, it serves as a pillow. Yeah, it, it reads leather. I mean, what yep. more do you want from a... What more do you want from a pillow? Yeah, um, yeah in the next shot uh, we see Nazir uh, walking through the forest. And there's something strange going on as well, I think, because it's obviously, um, uh, it's obviously winter. 
there's yeah. hardly a leaf on the tree, but still we hear a lot, uh, lots and lots of uh, bird sounds. Yeah. It, so it sounds like it's it's summertime, or maybe springtime. Um, I, th I, th I really like the the change in scenery because it's winter now, but they really should have adjusted the sounds to that as well. I think sometimes they just forget. Yeah. I think people forget the value of just silence in movies. Sometimes, I mean, it's like, oh, we got to put music in, or we got to put sound effects in, and oh. sometimes you can just be quiet, you know? Yeah, and in like a wonderful green forest with the, with the sunlight pouring in. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally want to hear those birds, but in this case, it seemed a bit off to me, but... I... Yeah. Again, just, just a minor detail. I did, I did find it funny that they could cut a notch onto a metal horseshoe with a tiny knife. And follow it. I I just yeah. And when when he holds up the horseshoe later, it doesn't look like there's anything to follow at all. But it's one of those problems with Blu-ray where you can <laughs> see these little uh, things and well, notice. There's like it. an X on the on the horseshoe, right? Yeah, but I can't imagine it leaving much of an imprint on on the ground that they could follow. Not that well, it that, that, that's because you're just not as good in uh, at uh, tr uh, tracing tracks as Nazir is. Yeah, that might be a character flaw that I possess. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid so. <laughs> um, <coughs> so um, Nazir stumbles on some travelers who got robbed and killed by uh, Adam and his men. And um, this once again proves the difference between Adam and Robin, of course, because uh, yeah. Robin would never um, kill them if he didn't have to. And uh, in their camp, uh, Adam seems to realize this. He's thinking about it. He even tells uh, Moth off for killing the travelers and forgetting to feed Martin. And then there's this great interaction between the two of them where uh, Adam says, uh, sometimes I think you forget who's, uh, who's the leader here. And then Moth uh, very threateningly says, sometimes I think we all forget. I think yeah. it's really, really great uh, writing by uh, Anthony Horowitz. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the writing in this one is actually really, really strong. I think it's, it, I think for me, it's the best one he wrote. And also the first, I believe. Yeah, it's But it. it's just such a good idea, and he's, he's like 90% nailed it with this. You mind So I, I thought in the, um, uh, in the end credits that. Uh, uh, Kip Carpenter um, edited the script. Do you know if, if uh, Kip also edited the other scripts uh, Horovitz provided? I know he read through them. I know he read through them and occasionally offered comments and stuff. I know there was one story where Horowitz had written something like um, that's just par for the course or something and Kip said like gave him help for it and said you can't use it because that's a golfing term. <laughs> um, so yeah, I know he used to read through and kind of mentor him, but at the same time let him do his own thing and make his own uh, mistakes or triumphs or whatever, yeah. but just say oh maybe you could try this or that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I totally agree. Because I think Kit was uh, was script editing on series three, I think, but unofficially or officially, I don't know. Yeah. I believe he was. I know he was fairly uh, involved whilst doing other projects. Yeah. Well, so I, I, was... I totally agree that um, this is probably Horowitz's strongest uh, script, and uh, I, I didn't know it's probably the first one he wrote. So. Uh... I think it's the one that got him the job, actually. I can imagine. Because they basically, what happened, as I understand it, is they needed to start uh, filming really quickly. And Esther Chalkin was a new producer, and they had something like two months or one month or something to get going. And she went to Kip and said, can you write 13 episodes? And he said, no, I can only write six or seven. Hmm. So they opened the floodgates for spec writers. Yeah, and um, Adam Bell was one that they picked up and said, this guy is pretty good, because yeah. a lot of the scripts that came in were about the guest characters, yeah, so 
So it would be the Marys would just run around and perform a few action scenes, but it was mostly about whoever the guest character was. But Adam Bell, of course, is about uh, the outlaws and Robin. Yeah. So they picked up on him and said, do you want to come on and do some more? And of course, no one's going to turn that job down. <laughs> no, of course not. Um, it, it does make me wonder, what would have happened if Horowitz had turned in uh, Krom Kruak first? Yeah. Would well, he have gotten the job? Yeah, no. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's, um, it's interesting to speculate on what might have been with this yeah. show, because there's so many ways it could have gone. But I'm, I'm very glad we got, uh, we got Adam Bell. Um, yeah. We see him, uh, you know, contemplating. Uh, it's very clear that Robin's words have made an impact on him. So he gets up and he brings Martin some food. So you know, in a way, he's trying to um, better his way, uh, his ways, I but suppose. Entirely though, because Martin's tied to the tree. I don't know how he's supposed to eat the food. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's that's a good a point. Slight. Here, have this. But at least he's making an effort, right? Yeah, it's it's almost it's better than nothing, but not not really much better. Yeah, sniff the food, Martin. No, <laughs> doesn't does it make you feel better? Now and catch it with your mouth, you'll do fine. Yeah, just like yeah, if you just opened your mouth, uh, the the wine is just pouring in. I mean, what's the problem? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's it's very interesting to see that. Um, the other way around is true as well, because at the same time, uh, Robin fears that he'll end up just like Adam. Yeah. So they're like two sides of the same coin in a way. And in a, in a pretty dramatic sequence, we see the two of them contemplating. Um, we hear some uh, lines from their uh, uh, discussion earlier that day. I think it's, it's, uh, it's a bit on the nose, but it's a nice way of showing the theme of the episode. I think as well that I think uh, that is a great uh, sequence in terms of, as you said, showing the theme of the episode. And I like the role that Marion's got as kind of a counsellor to Robin. I really like that it's going in that direction. I mean, she's done that before. We've seen that before with the uh, Lopesley and stuff. But I think it's the first time with, um, with the new Robin that she has that kind of dialogue with him. Yeah, and it's, it's great that they didn't uh, throw in Hearn to do that, to come to yeah. Robin and say, no, I chose you, and believe in yourself, blah yeah. uh, blah blah I mean, yeah, I think it's stronger this way. I think Marion um, is very good at counseling, but if you actually listen to what she says, she says, basically, it won't go away unless you talk about it, and then a moment later she says, now shut up and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the magic of TV. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you have to present an idea, but you don't have to follow it through. It's <laughs> great. So I, I love it. I love that she's uh, there to kind of advise him. I think that's a good, uh, a good character moment. Yeah, that's, that's true. And then um, this sequence with uh, Robin and Adam flows into uh, a scene with Lady Isabel praying for Martin. And yeah. uh, she's not just asking to get him back, but also um, to get him back as he used to be, as a, as a kind, nice boy, I, I, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a funny, a funny way to go, because you're suddenly on this uh, side character for a couple of minutes. Oh. And it's nice to see it, you know? But it no. does also okay. Where do you think she is? Because um, she's praying, but also uh, the body of her uh, of her husband Edward is there, who died in a crusade. So they have to find a way to get his body back to Nottingham. And then do they have uh, Do they have some kind of Dirino crypt around there? Yeah, or a chapel or something. Dirino, like um, I don't know, I didn't think of that, but I guess they have some specific family uh, crypt around there because Hugo doesn't live that far away and Robert's obviously in Nottingham. So it makes sense that they'd make some kind of shrine even if he was buried in, um, in the Holy Land. So you think it's not actually his body in there, it's just like a... I, I honestly have no idea, I never thought about it. <laughs> it's one of those things that kind of slipped by me. Yeah. I really maybe, maybe it also slipped by because it just 
looks very pretty. It's a great. Yeah, it's a nice scene and it's beautifully lit. Yeah, really nice. absolutely. It's really well done. Um, and in the next scene, we see a location we are well, we all know uh, too well um, because we see much in the dungeon. Oh, of course. Uh, at some point, um, do you think they just uh, put in uh, the old man and Arthur um, just to please the fans? Is like a bit of fan serving, like you? Yeah, I think it's it's nice. You know, you can't uh, you can't have a dungeon scene without him because people will wonder where he went. Yeah. I guess. If he's not there, you're kind of thinking something's missing here. Yeah. Where did he go? But but, but they seem to give him an, uh, just one extra line um, each yeah, time he comes up again. Uh, this time with the, with the cabbage was really, really funny. And you um, even when much is already out, he comes back to say, you for, did, did, did you say you forgot to say goodbye to Arthur? Was yeah. it this time around? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's very funny, he's uh, Stuart Linden. Yeah. It's very good at us, kind of little lines. Yeah, I love that. It's like a, like a running gag, but it also provides some but continuity. We've seen more of him, you know. Is, is, is this the last time we see him? I think so, actually. But, I mean, they wanted to give him more to do in Series 4, apparently. Yeah. But, well, we never got to see that. Nope, I know Maybe one mean. day he'll get his own audio adventure. We don't know. <laughs> um, so after that, uh, we see how uh, Robin tries to free Martin from uh, from uh, Adam Bell's camp. It seems to be a bit of a clumsy attempt, and he's very soon captured. Um, yeah. Adam has found the mark Nazir has put on the horseshoe, uh, like, like he said. Um, so he knew Robin was coming for him and, and set up a trap. And uh, Adam explains that he used uh, the same trick with the horse himself like 20 years ago, which again yeah. is a cool similarity between Robin and, and, and Adam. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, as we've said before, the strategies of the outlaws are not always um, top notch here. You know? But it is a great sequence. Think. Yeah, it is because um, uh, Adam tells Robin that he intends to sell him to the sheriff, um, yeah. but then we find out that the other outlaws are there as well. Um, yep. So he wasn't that clumsy uh, after all. At least he no, made sure he, that he, he had a plan B. Once bring back up, and everyone except Little John brought a bow, so they're getting better at this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so at least they have one bow now, and and uh, also. Um, there are hardly any leaves uh, in the forest, but still they managed to be completely invisible. That's pretty impressive, uh, I yeah. thought. Well, if you can do that, I mean, you're going to win that. Yeah. But with, uh, with all of them uh, pointing arrows at each other, it's, it's a bit of a, a standoff. Yeah. And, uh, Adam asks uh, Robin if he'll fight him for, uh, for the boy. Yeah, like so you do. Yeah, and, and they will, but first um, we see how Mart, uh, Moth uh, wants to shoot Robin with a crossbow and uh, Will uh, jumps on him from a tree, um, but then before he can kill Moth, Robin stops him. So it's a bit of a, um, um, and a it's a bit of the same thing um, where uh, with the meeting in the tavern where um, Adam stops Moth from killing Robin, right? Yeah, it kind of equals out. Yeah. Um, and then, then, then uh, Robin um, uh, tells uh, Will uh, not to kill Moth because um, they are not like Adam and his men. And then Will says, I am, which is pretty interesting well, as well. What I hope is that I hope Will has learned to not stop and make speeches and just get on with it. Hmm. <laughs> he could have done this by now, but he oh, had to stop. We all know he. Deep, deep down inside, he wants to be stopped, right? I guess so. Yeah. Um, and then finally, deep. Robin and Adam agree to settle their uh, argument with a staff fight. And well, we've seen before yeah. that, uh, oh, uh, this is right. that, yeah, that Robin is pretty good at this. Yeah, he's, this is a really great fight, I thought. Yeah, it if is. If you watch it, even on the wide shots, it looks super fast and really impressive. It really is good. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. Uh, in the end, uh, Robin wins, and then Adam says, "Finish it," and Robin replies, 
it is finished. Once again, this is some some strong writing, I think. Yeah, I think I think those little lines really define the characters yeah. in such a way. Uh, you know, like you really know who they are. Yeah. And I think Horowitz was doing pretty well here just to get this right, you know, on his first uh, attempt. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's, it's great stuff. Um, yeah. Something else that I really liked is the, is the next shot, uh, because they, um, they freed Martin, and uh, then we see them uh, running away, and it, it, looks, it looks wonderful with, with the shining sun over the treetops, them making their, their, their getaway. I think it's very, uh, very pretty. And they have strategy as well. Yeah, true. I mean, it, for once they seem to be like, hey, maybe we could do it like this and it'll work. Yeah, yeah. maybe it would. Try it. Hey. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> no, but it looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It's it's so whoever was on the, on the camera that day, the cinematographer, was really on uh, on his A game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This one was uh, directed by Jerry Mill. I don't know. Yeah. Actual camera work. He, he'd done a lot of stuff for um, for Kip and Paul Knight before he'd done Dick Turpin and stuff. So he he was fairly solid, direct. Yeah, yeah it looks it looks great. We got some very very pretty pictures uh, in this episode. Um, next up is uh, the sheriff in Nottingham uh, counting uh, the hundred golden marks. Uh, Bully and Gisburn, who has already counted the money. Uh, and uh, uh, he, uh, he says something to Gisborne. I don't doubt your um, your nobility, just your uh, ability to count, something like that. Yeah, he's probably checking that none of it um, disappeared anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he lays out his plan. Um, he s- simply says, well, if Adam Bell shows up for the meeting, um, he will pay him to get Martin. But if Robin Hood shows up, um, he has something else in mind. Because he explains there are two uh, two ways to win luck uh, and cunning, but of course there's a third. Uh, you can cheat. Hardly seems fair. Yeah. I mean, this is the guy that's trying to help him. Yeah. Murder you, but I'll pay you. Yeah. That's that's true. Why the why do you think he, he won't try to uh, murder Adam Bell? Just not I, worth it or something? Well, get the boy back and then kill Adam Bell. Hmm. God, man, I can do it better than him. Yeah. Um, losing his edge at this point. Yeah. Nah, but he's, before he's we get to see that final um, meeting, um, in a montage we get to see uh, um, that Martin really is enjoying his time with Marys. You know, yeah. he's cooking with Duck. He has a staff fight with John. They're uh, playing a, a, a game with a, with a lot of them, and um, it it looks like he's some sort of a some sort of summer camp for first-time Boy Scouts, something yeah. like that? I was going to say that. Damn it, you stole my joke. Really? <laughs> I was going to say it looks like some kind of kids' retreat. Yeah. Some kind of like activity center for traumatized kids who have been kidnapped and tied to trees for so many days. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it, 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 it seems to pay off. I mean, he looks yeah. happier uh, instantly. Yeah. I mean, well, especially the moment where um, Marion tries to uh, teach him how to shoot a bow and, and the arrow just yeah. drops on the floor. He seems really, yeah. really happy. That uh, seems fairly realistic to me because apparently Judy was a terrible uh, archer. Couldn't <laughs> shoot a bow for, to save her life. So it's probably very accurate and yeah. somewhat ironic that Marion's teaching Martin how to shoot. Hey, Marion is a great archer. Maybe yeah, Judy isn't, but Marion is. Yeah. Yeah, so. and um, well, uh, apparently it just takes a few happy moments in the forest to erase the bad influence uh, of the sheriff. There's also a major blooper here. If you look carefully, much is in the forest with them. Really? Yeah, he's in like one or two shots by oh. mistake. That's sloppy. I, n- I never, it, never knew about that. What it is apparently is that they shot that bit much later on. So that all the Mary's got a note saying, "Come to location. We're gonna um, shoot this scene. We couldn't shoot before. Just yeah. all of you come." And of course, Peter Williams got his call in and went in. Apparently, they noticed it just as the episode went out or something. <laughs> it was literally. Oh, that's like, funny. I just, just a bit never, never knew that. 
they actually noticed it. But yeah, Mochi is in the forest uh, with them. Yeah, just just a bit too early because um, well, it is the next thing uh, we get to see, uh, which is uh, that uh, Robin and Martin uh, walk up to the ruins. Uh, Martin is on a, on a mule, and um, the sheriff and Much arrive on horses. Uh, they make the exchange, uh, exchange, but when Martin says uh, too much, he's sorry for what happened to him. Uh, the sheriff uh, cuts him off. Uh, then still Martin goes on uh, thanking Robin. And when Robin and Much walk off, um, there's a soldier with a crossbow hidden in the tower. And uh, Martin uh, warns Robin. So um, he, he survives that uh, attempt on his life. Um, yep. Because um, the soldier gets shot by none other than Adam Bell. Yep. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he, he kind of foresaw what the sheriff's plan was and uh, decided to go there to make sure uh, that Robin was safe. Uh, earlier on we've seen that the rest of his gang uh, was leaving and he's decided to stay behind. Yeah, he said himself but no one left to go. Yeah. But I mean, no, I have heard this somewhere, so I might be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, that in the original script, uh, Martin got in the way and got shot and killed mm. by the crossbow. Yeah. Which is why there are pictures around with the actor, I forget his name, Charlie, whatever, with like a crossbow in his back. Oh, really? The little boy. Um, now, I'm pretty sure what happened was that they, uh, they decided not to go this way because it was uh, a bit too much. Now they a happier ending. Well, I, th I think they made the right choice here. I mean, um, yeah, I think yeah, so. It's, it's called Adam Bell, um, so yeah. it kind of makes sense that uh, Adam is the one sacrificing himself because, uh, yeah, in, in the end, he, he charges at the, the soldiers on horses who show up to uh, to hunt Robin down. Um, yeah, so I think it makes sense that that Adam is the one to make the final sacrifice here. He had to really, yeah. Yeah. Also, but, I think it's very funny that um, uh, Much decides to, to save the mule. I mean, I get that Robin gets uh, grabs a Martin. To, yeah, well, know, this Because he doesn't want to give him back to the sheriff, but then why Much decides to save the mule, that's kind of funny to me. Well, it goes back to what we were saying about Crown Kruak, and he should have considered going vegan. Maybe he was moving in that direction and just thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to damn well help this mule. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they can't get um, to safety very fast that way. But uh, luckily, uh, Adam buys them enough time, sacrificing his life uh, by fighting off the soldiers. Yep. And, and um, you, know what, you know what would have been really useful here? To have the rest of the Marys somewhere nearby, just as they watched when he first met the sheriff. Yeah, but they, they thought, well, if the first meeting wasn't a trap, then probably the second meeting won't be a trap either, right? Yeah. I would, I would seriously, when I got back to camp, if I was Robin, I would give those guys hell. They probably fell asleep on Tuck or something. <laughs> yeah. I really guess don't so. Guess so. Um, so, in the final scene, uh, we see how Martin gets reunited with his mother. Uh, Lady Isabel says uh, she doesn't know how to thank Robin, and Robin replies, well, uh, just look after him. A good man died for him. That's, yeah. that's an interesting way and, uh, to pay his respects to, to Adam. And then, uh, well, I, I really like how, how, um, how it ends. Um, John says, a good man. Have, uh, you've forgotten what he was and what he used to be. And then uh, Robin says, uh, no, nothing's forgotten. Nothing's ever forgotten. Like the tagline of the show, but I thought it was very interesting because this is the first one that was shot with uh, Jason Connery, right? I believe it's one of the first ones. Yeah, but I, I, th I thought I read somewhere that it was the very first one, so I thought I'm it was getting really cool that he got to say this, these final, of these famous was, lines straight away. It was either the first one or one of the very early ones, so it, it wouldn't have been long in the uh, row. I yeah. It was cool. and he, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably was the first one. Yeah, he he delivers those lines pretty, uh, pretty strongly. So I, yeah. I like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that might be a pickup actually because of the forest screen behind. Oh. So they might they might have done that scene later on. I I really have to analyze it a bit more to try and figure it out. Hmm. But yeah, it's a great ending. It's a really nice ending. And yeah. I like the fact that it cuts to Adam Bell at the end. Yeah, I just wanted to say, say the same thing, that, yeah. that we get to see a shot of Adam um, as, the, as a credits roll up. Yeah, it's a, it's a really uh, strong ending. Yeah. A strong episode. Yeah, I totally uh, agree. Um, so um, there's just one more thing to do, and that's award some arrows to this episode on a scale of one to five. How yep. many arrows would you award Adam Bell? I would, I think this is a great episode. I think it's one of the strongest ones they did in series three. So I am going to give it four and a half out of five. Ah, but we don't do so halves. Oh, we can't do no halves. No broken arrows here. No, no, we can't. No. We have to be very strict about it. A crossbow bolt. <laughs> All right, then. Now you've put me in a bit of a quandary. Yeah. All right, then. Then, then, then I'll go first. Um, uh, if, I, if, if we did do halves, maybe I would give it a three and a half, but uh, I decided, uh, decided to round it up to four. So it's four for yeah. me. All right, well, I will give it a solid... I'm building tension here. Yeah. A solid... Um, I'll give it a five, you know? A, a wow. low five, a very low five. Yeah. Very low five. But, but in the end, you, you get your way because that makes an average of four and a half, so... Yeah. That's the final but score. I think it is just one of the strongest. It has a lot of stuff in there that's really good. It really nails the characters and the visuals are great and it just hangs together so well. It's one of the strongest ones they did in series three. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's it's what Robin and Sherwood should be in yeah. a lot of ways. T totally agree. If we would have to uh, cut down um, season three to six or seven episodes, uh, this one yeah, would, oh, would, would be in it for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is probably one of the only ones that kept it in the right that I really um, like, you know? Yeah. And that's, that is a difficult uh, thing because writing Robin of Sherwood is oh so difficult, I think. There's so many things you have to have in place to write it properly. It, yeah, is. And it might even get more difficult um, as you get further along because, well, at, at one point a lot of things have already been done. So you have to come yeah. up with new themes and new characters and new ways to to spin the story every time. Yeah, well, um, I think they were going to go for one more year, I think. And then that would probably have been it. So I think we would never have seen Series 5. And maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, um, uh, I, I think so. I mean, um, knowing when to stop is also a very important yeah, you, uh, quality I mean, to if have. You look at Something like, I don't know, The Simpsons, and it's run for 30 years, but only 10 of them are any good. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I'm really enjoying the final season of Game of Thrones at this moment. Uh, I really loved um, uh, how they uh, made a finale out of uh, all the uh, Avengers superheroes uh, movies. It's better well, to go out with a bang than to keep it dragging on and then losing interest at, at some point. A lot of stuff, they have really strong beginnings, but they don't have an ending in mind. Yeah. So you're not working towards something, and it just kind of splutters out. Yeah. And I, I think if you know what the ending is, you can build towards it much more strongly than if you're just basically making it up as you go along. Mm -hmm. It just, yeah, it, there's no direction to it. And I think with Robin, they were heading towards this fourth series. That we, this mythical or series we've talked about, you know, when the opening of that, which would have been really strong, I think. Yeah. But beyond series four, I don't think, I don't know, really. I don't think it would have been as strong, maybe. Me neither. Um, and you, yeah. So that's, uh, that's it for this time. Um, Gary, I want to thank you for uh, podcasting with me once again. Oh, yeah, I love it. Anytime. Uh, of course, I also want to thank uh, Bram Brouwers for providing our theme music. You can hear playing in the background right now. 
and uh, I want to thank everybody out there listening. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, please uh, give us a nice rating or a review if you, have you, uh, if you have the opportunity. And also feel free to share this podcast with other people that might be interested in it. And um, also, if you want to join our conversation, please send an email to SherwoodPodcast at gmail.com or uh, reach out to us on Facebook.com slash SherwoodPodcast. For now, thank you for listening and may Hearn protect you. Wait, wait, you forgot to say goodbye to Arthur.